0: Welcome back to Ed Tech Talk, brought to you by Bibb County Instructional Technology. I'm Kelly Campbell, your host, and here with me, my co-host...
1: Brian Lewis, also an instructional technology coach.
0: And we're switching things up for you. Instead of us sitting here talking to you about all the wonderful tech tools that we have to offer and love to support you with, we're going to hear from teachers in a new series called Teachers Talk All Things Tech, The Good, The Bad, and Everything in Between. I think it is so important that not only do we share the highlights and the amazing things that technology is bringing to the classroom, but also share the struggles, but not only the struggles, but how our teachers and students together are overcoming those obstacles that sometimes technology presents to them.
1: Example being internet going out. (laughs)
0: yeah that's never fun when technology isn't working the way that it's supposed to some of my favorite things I've heard from teachers so far is how they're getting support from their students they're not just relying on us as their instructional technology coaches although we do love to be invited into the classroom to support any way that we can they're using their resources that they have at hand for that instant support. Some of our students are, you know, even teaching us as the technology coaches new things because they grew up in this digital world and they know so much. So it's just incredible to hear these stories from our teachers.
1: And another thing I like to hear from these stories has been how they were supported with us modeling in their classroom on how to use the tech and then also some of the great student projects we've seen.
0: Yeah, some of the things that our students have been able to create and design and just they wouldn't have had these opportunities to express themselves or participate in class if they weren't exposed to these technology tools.
1: Let's jump right in and hear some of these stories from our teachers.
0: We're starting off strong with an amazing high school teacher over at Southwest High School.
1: Welcome our guest today.
2: Hi, I'm Lisa Ship, and I'm here with a friend today as well. I'm. Hi, I am Dr. Amy Gitchlack. I am a British literature teacher at Southwest Magnet High School in Law
3: Academy.
0: Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We're gonna to talk a little bit about the technology that you've been using in your classroom and the support that uh, Miss Lisa Shipp has been giving you in your classroom to have that technology be so successful that we've heard so much about. So has technology been something that you're always using in the classroom or is it new, like how did it come about?
3: I have actually always used technology back in like two thousand eight and two thousand nine I actually received a Best Buy Teach Best Buy Technology Teach Award because I wrote grants to use technology and then my third grade and kindergarten classrooms. So we had a laptop, we had cameras, little gaming systems, I little iPods, they weren't iPods, but MP3 players. Back before that was a district initiative. My initial plan, which is funny since I teach English. Was to use technology to teach math in third grade.
0: Okay, wow. Okay, so you're very familiar with technology in the classroom.
1: What would be um, some of the ways that your students have used technology as far as success stories that they've had?
3: Well, in that case, they did. They were able to show. We used geometry a lot back then when I taught third grade. That, but now in my high school experience. My students use it a lot to explore literature. We do a lot of online graphic organizers. Um, We have a class notebook where my students keep their notebook for their journal for their bell ringers. So every day they're there, they know where it is, what they're doing. That also houses our writing folder, um, any class
1: notes. So y'all's Microsoft class notebook. is What y'all use? Okay.
2: What's your main purpose um, for using technology in the classroom? Would you say?
3: Well, one is, you know, to prepare my students to go out into the real world where we will be using a lot of technology, and then also teach what I need to teach while not having to worry about copies, papers. I'm not stuck with like a thousand papers I'm having to grade, but I still grade it all through Canvas. I put all the rubrics that I would have done are built into Canvas, so I can just click and grade.
1: Sounds like a big time saver for you also.
3: It is, and it's also, I mean, I still have to do the grading. I still grade sometimes out of school, but I'm not sitting in, a point, in somewhere waiting with a stack of papers going through. I can pull out my phone, go to the Canvas app, and just access and grade everything right there on the go and send my kids immediate feedback and immediate, um, like if I have comments, questions, I don't have to wait until I see them in class next time.
2: So many times I've entered your classroom and I've seen such good things going on.
0: Yes, Amy, it sounds like you have some really awesome things happening in your classroom. Would you care to share any information about how you transition from offline learning to technology-based lessons to share with teachers that might feel a little uncomfortable or intimidated with technology, finding those small ways to bring it in before like taking on an entire project that is solely technology?
3: Even my technology projects usually have some type of offline component. Um, we recently wrote an essay and we did a lot of our work in online using Word or on the computers, but we started with pencil and paper doing graphic organizers. I found that my students need a, a mix. They need some things on t- computers technology and they need some things just good old paper and pencil, and it keeps them more engaged.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's a great point to bring up with personalized learning. We need to be having our classroom set up in a way that works best for our students. Maybe not best for us, but what's best for them.
1: I could also see, though, you were talking about that. If you were, we can do graphic organizers in a ton of different products that we have in Bib. But for that moment, your students needed that more tactile type of instruction there where they can actually touch and move.
3: Right, and we use some of the online graphic organizers and different things, and sometimes, all of the graphic organizers I do on paper, I also have them on the computer so they can use the annotate tool in Canvas or um, put it in Word and type it. So I try to make it, going back to personalized learning, multiple ways to to access the material and to share their knowledge
0: and you spoke a little bit earlier about you saw an increase in student engagement when you were going back and forth between technology and on paper um, what are some tech tools that you use to engage your students
3: well I use class um, notebook that's our daily bell ringer um, mm-hmm. one that they're begging for right now is we use um, look it sometimes yeah. um, that one what I really like about it is you know, doing some of those different games. The one that my students had the most fun was, was Gold Rush, where they were trying to earn the money and then stealing the money. Well, what I was seeing, they all had different, um, I let them use their own nicknames as long as they were appropriate, but I walked around and I knew what everyone's nickname was. The people that kept rising to the top based on the amount of gold they had were not, they were some of my lowest students. But they were answering enough questions right and making the right choices and they were feeling success and the looks on some of the faces because as i say i knew who it was everybody else is like upset like who is so and so you just stole all of my money they weren't saying it but i'm like uh-huh i see you sitting over there in the corner and it was nice to have my PEC students and my struggling students to be feel successful now they didn't have the highest percentage correct when i looked at the breakdown. But they had high enough percentage correct that they were able to get the gold and to take the gold, and it was very engaging. And as I say, they're wanting to, to do more. They didn't realize that they spent a class period talking about theme because they were too worried about playing their game.
0: Exactly. And with It, what we've seen, like, across the board is K through 12. Like, it is something that everybody's loving. I love when I get to do it at, like, faculty meetings with some trainings and things and just teachers getting so into it stealing each other's whether it's the hacking one or it's the gold rush one look at it is just a really great tool to increase that engagement
1: the main thing that we noticed about it also was that just that student engagement increased tremendously just by using that simple online tool
0: so let me end it with this what's one piece of advice that you would give to a new teacher or a teacher that is a little hesitant to use technology in their classroom.
3: Personally, don't be afraid to do it because sometimes things don't work. Um, I've had students so like, wait, that's, I can fix that for you. And when that happens, I'm always like, please, but you can only fix it if you tell me what you did, So if you teach me. But the big thing is to change when something doesn't work because what works for one class period doesn't always work for the next class period. That is
0: absolutely true and I love how you brought up letting your students help because even us working in technology when we go into classrooms we're still learning things that the students are able to show us and teach us so that is a really great resource that you have on hand all the time as well as reaching out to your instructional technology coach.
3: Ms. Jeff helps me quite a bit Um, like when I first started doing the um, bell ringers in class notebook I was having a problem that things were disappearing. So we worked together to figure out that, oh wait, we need to set this as a background so that when students delete their text, they don't delete all of their work. So anytime I have a question, issue, I use, I mean, if I can, I try my tools first, and then I'm like, wait, I'm not gonna stress out, I Miss Ms. Ship, and if she doesn't know the answer, she's also connected us with other people, and technology has helped a lot.
2: I really appreciate that um, because I think it's true as instructional technology coaches, we don't always have the answers either. So we make make sure that we work as a team here at Bibb County and are able to um, get back with whoever has the question and lead them in the right direction.
0: Well, thank you both so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure and I loved hearing all of the technology that you're implementing and the success you've had with it. Thank you. That was an awesome interview and I feel like we were able to learn so much about the way that technology is being integrated over here at Southwest in the high school classroom. Um, I'd like to take a moment and kind of just reflect over what we just discussed. Brian, do you have any insights?
1: Big one for me again, it just goes back to that relationship. I think as much as we can use our students to help us and they feel like they're part of the class and you're all a group trying to work together i think that's what i got from her um, talk yesterday was how much she let her kids help her and i think if you do that then you're building that community inside of there so you're building a team and
0: with that like she's preparing her students for the real world but not just necessarily with the technology but When we're working in a team and you're in your career setting, you're going to be working with people all different ages. So you need to be comfortable working with somebody who's 20 years older than you or 20 years younger than you and being able to ask those questions. (laughs) And being Um, able to ask those questions and not feel intimidated, but understand that every person on your team brings something to the table. They benefit it in a way that you don't.
1: Yeah, it's just like our team. I mean, we have to work together even though we're at five different locations, and we still have to come together and be able to collaborate and work together and trust each other in our job.
2: And what um, happens in the classroom can be shared with other teachers just like we share when we go to other schools. So um, one thing I know Ms. Gitchlad is really good at is sharing her content. And so I love that about
1: her. One thing I liked about the interview was she's using our products that we support, like Microsoft, and she's not trying to reinvent the wheel anywhere. She's saying, this is our products. We're going to use it, like Class Notebook in Microsoft. That was a great product that she seems to have really mastered in her classroom. I feel like
0: we all have a lot we can can learn from her with Class Notebook because that is one thing that Microsoft has to offer that not a lot of people want to take on. Exactly. But another thing that she brought up, uh, speaking of our products, is she had positive things to say about Canvas, which I don't hear a lot about. But when you take the time to really go in and figure out how it works, because it is a lot for teachers. You're building an entire website. Whether they want to think of it like that or not, that's really the ins and outs of it. But she's able to go in and give instant feedback to her students without having to see them in class again. She can grade from wherever she wants without having to take out all those papers. Just open up the app, do what she needs to do, communicate with parents, all those things. So she's really bringing in that personalized learning aspect with that instant feedback. Um, She's allowing her students to have access to the content in multiple ways, whether it's those graphic organizers that are on paper or on Canvas, whichever way works best for them. So I thought that was really cool to hear.
1: And she also talked about less copies, so she posted on Canvas. We love that. Save the (laughs) environment. And they have a place they always go and look if they forget their homework. If they don't remember, they can always go back and reference that. Um, And that's just what we've been trying to push for that anyway.
2: And I think something else that she was excited about that may not have been mentioned was she was looking into Book Creator and um, finishing her book with Frankenstein and how she could incorporate that new technology So I'm really excited for her to try this. And that's the beauty
3: of
0: it. Like, once you have success with technology, you get comfortable with those products. And then you start looking for more. Like, how can I engage my students more? Where can I let them show their creativity even further? So being willing to take on a new product is amazing.
1: One of the big things that I see a lot is that we get stuck in a product, and we use that too much, and the kids get tired of it. Example being Kahoot. Teachers use it, use it, use it, and the kids kind of, you can see a Kahoot game come up and they're like, oh no, not another one. But if we can change it a little bit and give them a different platform, that seems to bring the interest back.
0: Exactly. And I really don't think we could have asked for a better first interview for our new series, Teachers Talk All Things Tech, The Good, The Bad, and Everything in Between. I'm looking forward to releasing our next episode featuring two teachers from Miller Magnet Middle School.